Hi there, friends. Welcome to Self Mastery with Ariana. I am Ari, your host, and I am so happy to be here with you today. I am bringing you episode 19, and we are going to be talking about confidence. How do you acquire it? And do you know the difference between confidence and self-confidence? This is an amazing topic, and I can't wait to dive in with you. Stay tuned. right my beautiful friends welcome welcome today's topic is confidence how do you acquire it and do you know the difference between confidence and self-confidence so let's get right into it you know we usually talk about confidence like it's an abstract thing or like it's something other people are born with not us And you hear it all the time. I wish I was more confident. Or if you see someone doing something you haven't tried, you say, wow, I love how confident you are. I wish I could do what you do. Or I wish I could do those things that are so scary and bold. And if you're already struggling with self-confidence, the more time you spend on social media, let me tell you, you're going to feel worse about yourself because everyone's life is perfect on social media. Just look on Instagram. It will have you thinking that their life is perfect all of the time and your life just completely sucks. And here's something that dawned on me as I was preparing for this. Most people think that confidence and self-confidence are two names for the same thing. They, you know, that they're the same. I'm confident or I have self-confidence, but they're distinctly different. And it's important to know the distinction so that we know what it is that we're seeking to get more of. Is it confidence that you need or is it self-confidence or do you lack both? Now, what is confidence? Well, confidence is being secure in your ability to handle anything that comes your way, anything external, any challenge, any situation that life throws at you. You know, you lose your job, you suffer a loss in the family or you suffer some type of illness. And I know these examples are a bit extreme, but aren't those usually the things that we fear most in life? So it's important to to mention those because those are the type of challenges that usually send us into this place where we get stuck. And of course, some challenges are positive, you know, a new job or moving to another state or another country or having to learn a new language or a new skill. So basically, it's any situation that forces us outside of our comfort zone. It's as simple as that. It's the ability to face any situation that forces us outside of our safe zone. Now, self-confidence, on the other hand, is the ability to experience any emotion because you know that you are able to manage your mindset. And mindset is just another way of saying your thought pattern, okay? Which we'll get into in a little bit. Now, I've mentioned before that confidence and self-esteem are closely connected. They're related, they go hand in hand. And that's because when you have confidence, you have a high opinion of yourself and your abilities. 
Your confidence allows you to reach your goals, to overcome challenges, and and your self-confidence allows you to know deep within that you are able to navigate and manage your emotions as you go through those challenges and those experiences. Does that make sense, my friends? So when someone with confidence walks into a room, it's pretty obvious. It's in the energy that they carry. It's in their posture. It's in their movement. It's in their eye contact. You can even tell by the way they shake your hand. When you walk into a room and you have confidence, it instructs people on how to treat you. And here's another distinction because you can't make anyone like you. People are going to think what they want about me. Okay. I have no control over that, but The way that I value myself, now remember, self-esteem relates to the value that you hold for yourself. So when I walk into a room, my presence communicates to everyone in that room how I value myself and in turn, how I wish to be treated and how I wish to be respected. And if you treat yourself with respect and you talk about yourself in a kind way, in a loving way, you'll have so much more love for yourself that it will ooze out. And then when you choose to interact with others, it's going to be almost like an unspoken guide or an unspoken instruction. This is how I expect you to treat me. Now, how many of you talk about yourselves, talk about your lives, your shortcomings in a very negative way? Now, maybe you are so used to doing this that you just don't even realize that you're doing it. Now, confidence also influences our leadership skills. And I want to bring this up because some of you may be an entrepreneur or maybe a business owner or you have a leadership position at your secular job. You know, as humans, we are pack creatures. We generally look up to people that are confident. We are more willing to trust and follow them because when someone is confident, it's easy to trust in their abilities, isn't it? So if you want to be a leader or you have to be because your job or your position or your business requires it, you definitely want to develop confidence and self-confidence. Now think about this. Are you afraid to question or speak up? Do you hide and play it small? If this is you and you hold a leadership position or you own your own business, let me tell you, you're not putting others at ease in your role. Your lack of confidence does not motivate others to look to you for guidance or to look to you as a leader. And the beauty of it is that when you have confidence, you can do both. You can follow and you can also lead. Now, I know you've heard the expression that confidence is sexy, right? And that's because it is. I have always been fascinated by people that perhaps don't fit society's standard of beauty or if it's a man of, you know, what handsome is but they carry themselves like they are the most beautiful or the most attractive person in the world. And guess what? 
others treat them like they are. Now, why is that? Well, I think it's because their confidence exudes that positivity, which makes them attractive. It makes them even sexy. I mean, who doesn't like to be around someone that is positive? I know I do. I feel good. I feel uplifted uh, when I surround myself with positive people. Also, people that are confident think positively of themselves and others, and, and they do not feel the need to put others down or judge them. My confidence does not make me say, I am better than you. No, that would be insecurity. My confidence says, I like myself. No, I love myself. I have love for you and I have love for every other human being that crosses my path. Confidence can also be a specific, can be specific to a skill or a talent that you have. For example, I can say that I'm confident when it comes to being a cook or a chef because I know I'm good at it. I can say that because through doing, I have developed the skill of cooking. Another way of looking at it is, let's say you've played the guitar all your life. It doesn't mean that you won't make any, mis any mistakes. What it means is that you're able to handle yourself in a way that shows prepared because you have put in the thing Now, earlier that the relational so I want this list of it. It's about how you're able to manage the stories that you tell yourself about you or your thought patterns. So if we go a bit further, where would you say self-confidence starts? Right? I would which give us a positive life experience. Now, on the other hand, people that have a fixed mindset, which is another word for saying negative thought pattern. These are the people and they believe that they're not good at anything. So they basically have given up before they even try. In other words, someone with a fixed mindset might say, I can't cook. I just can't cook. And if you ask them, well, have you tried cooking? They'll respond by saying, yeah, I tried it once and I sucked at it. So I know I can't cook. So again, it's that false belief that because they're not good at that one thing, they're not good at anything at all. So the moment they fail at something, their first option is to give up. Now, I also want you to understand that self-confidence and the growth mindset come from a place of knowing that you are going to make mistakes. You are going to fail, but it's okay because you understand that that's how you grow. A fixed mindset person sees failing as a flaw, while a growth mindset person thrives on challenges and sees failures not as evidence of, you know, lack of their intelligence, but as an opportunity for them to stretch themselves and expand. And one thing that people that have a growth mindset do is that they always focus on the future. 
On the other hand, people with a fixed mindset or a negative thought pattern, they tend to focus on the past. So let me ask you, do you believe that you can grow and learn to do anything? Or do you believe that where you are now is as far as you can go because there's nothing you can do about it? You see, I ask you this because people with a fixed mindset tend to focus on their past because they never want to get out of their comfort zone and try new things. But people with a growth mindset, they choose to focus on their future and they're they are actually driven by the desire to challenge themselves. So if you're wondering what steps you can take to build your confidence, I'm going to give you the magic three-step formula right here, right now. So grab a pen so that you can write it down. It's very simple. Here it is. First, you have to take action. Second, you have to allow yourself to fail or not. So fail or succeed. Either way, if you get the result you want, awesome. If you don't get the result you want, you learn, you figure out what works or what doesn't, and then you move on to step three, you learn. So take action, allow yourself to fail or not, learn from the experience. That's it. It's that simple, my friends. And here's the interesting part. Even if you take action and you don't get what you were after, it's not a failure because you still win if you learn something. Confidence doesn't just come from always winning, which is, I, I think it's a common misconception. If you look at the successful people that you admire, and you examine them closely or even talk to them, you're going to find that their success did not come from winning or reaching their goals the first time or maybe even the second time. Their biggest aha moments came from huge failures, but they learned from those failures and used it as fuel to grow. They kept at it. So their confidence came after. And here's another thing. If you are not taking action towards your dreams, towards changing your mindset, towards becoming healthier, towards becoming more emotionally intelligent, whatever that thing is for you, if you are not taking action, then you are failing on purpose. You're failing on purpose. Confidence is what you get after you show up and you do the work, not before. Because confidence comes from doing. So if you're not feeling confident, it's because you're not doing. Maybe you're waiting to get the confidence you need um, so that you can go travel the world or you're waiting for the confidence to show up so that you can finally quit your job and start your business. Or maybe you're waiting for the confidence that you need so that you can pursue that dream of, of losing that weight and being healthier. But guess what? It doesn't work that way. Because you see, action is what fuels confidence. 
You don't get the confidence as a bonus for sitting around and complaining about how unhappy you are or how unlucky you are or how broke you are or how much you hate yourself or your partner or your life or your job. Confidence is the bonus that you receive. It's the gift that you receive after. After you have taken action to change the things in your life you are tired of. So if you want to grow your confidence, you need to pull out that goals list and get your hands dirty. What goals have you been putting off? What dreams are you delaying out of fear? Fear of what other people might think, fear of failing. And better yet, what step can you take today to start fueling that confidence? And if you say to me, I don't have any dreams, Ari, I don't have any goals, then I will tell you that you just haven't given yourself the space to discover what that is. I promise you that if you give yourself permission, you will find something that you are going to be lit up about. So pick a goal, take action, allow yourself to fail or succeed, learn from it, and repeat. You know, over the years, I've done a good amount of inner work on myself. And I know through that process that there is nothing that can happen in my life that I can't handle. I know that the worst that can happen is just a thought that pops up in my head or an emotion that comes from that thought. And I know that I have the self-confidence, again, confidence in my ability to manage any emotion my beautiful mind conjures up. I know that I have the self-confidence to handle anything that comes my way. And I don't want you to walk away thinking that the end goal is to be 100% happy all the time because that would be impossible because life happens and life is unpredictable and uncertain and amazing and sometimes sad. So naturally, our emotions are going to be reflective of that, okay? With all the stuff, with all the situations that life throws at us. But the point is for you to understand how powerful your mind is, how powerful you are, how much control you have over the emotions that come up for you based on the situation that you're dealing with, that you don't have to be a slave to your emotions, Now, I'm going to be vulnerable here and share something very personal with you. I'm going to speak about infant loss. So if this will trigger you, I apologize in advance and I suggest that you speed this up for about two minutes or so. Now, before my children were born, Malachi and Michaela, my husband and I experienced about seven miscarriages, maybe more. Those are the ones that I can remember. And the last loss that we experienced before our two children were born was by far the hardest because we were expecting twins and everything was going perfect. I was about five months along and I remember the day as if it was yesterday. It was a beautiful, 
beautiful day. Um, I had come home from work and I was feeling some tension in my, in my belly, but I was fine. I sat down on the couch to put my feet up for a few minutes and I felt my water broke. Now to make the story short, we had to, well, we chose to try to save the second twin because they were in different sacks and it appeared that one of them was still thriving. So I was placed on bed rest for the next three months of the pregnancy in an attempt to save our baby, but we lost him at 26 weeks. And I will tell you that that was the hardest and the darkest time of my life. I thought that getting divorced before I married my husband um, was the hardest, but that was actually a walk in the park compared to how I allowed the pain from this loss consume me. And in the beginning, you know, there were some days that I cried so much that I felt like I couldn't even breathe. I felt shame. I felt guilt. I felt anger. I felt despair. You know, there was regret. There was hurt. There was disappointment. And the thing is that I allowed myself to feel every single one of those emotions to the fullest. To the fullest. I truly entertained every single one of them until they no longer served me. You see, after a few months, I woke up one day and I realized that I had one of two choices because every day for me was kind of like a repeat of the prior day. It was like that movie Groundhog Day, but without the laughter. I could remain victim to this unexplainable, unfortunate, devastating event, or I could choose to transform all of that energy, all of that pain into finding my inner power again. And that is what I chose, my friends. I took daily action. I took steps every single day from that day forward, and I survived it. And I'm sharing this with you not to get pity or to make you feel sad. I'm sharing this with you because I really, really want you to understand that no matter what happens, no matter what happens, you are not going to die. It may feel like it, but you are not going to die. And I really need you to get that. Self-confidence is about more than just believing in yourself. It's about knowing knowing that you have the inner power, you have the ability to manage any emotion that comes your way and keep going. I want you to believe this. When you see someone get up in front of hundreds of people speak and you say to yourself, wow, how does she do that? Or how did he do that? I would just die. In fact, I know people that claim that they have a fear that the fear of, of speaking, public speaking is so great that they almost feel like they will die. But this is the thing. They were able to do that because they knew that no matter what happens on that stage, they would be okay. 
if they stumbled on their words or if they fell going up there, if they embarrassed themselves in some way, they had the self-confidence to be able to manage all of those emotions, embarrassment, fear, insecurity. They knew that they would be okay, that they wouldn't die. And again, the formula to building your confidence is in doing. Doing is the secret formula. So pick a goal, take action, allow yourself to fail or succeed, learn from the experience, tweak what you need to tweak and repeat. No matter what happens, you will always learn. And like a muscle, the more you practice, the more it will grow, the better you will get at it. You know, we're constantly telling ourselves that we're not good enough and that other people are better than we are. And we really need to stop because we are all having the same human experience. There is no human that is better than we are. We are all the same. If you have two people that are struggling with drug addiction and one is a homeless person and the other one is the president of a big company, which to you is better? One may have more skills than the other in different categories, right? One may be better at spreadsheets and board meetings or managing people. And the other is better at what? Survival, right? But aside from that, they're the same. Once you strip them down, they're exactly the same. And when we remember that we are just as capable as anyone else, that's when we will understand that the lies that we tell ourselves, that you can't do this, or you're not good enough for that, or you're not smart enough for that, that they're only your thoughts and your thoughts alone, and that your thoughts are not real. If you remember nothing else from this, I want you to remember that confidence is your ability to handle anything external that life sends your way, any challenge or any situation. And self-confidence is your ability to manage your emotions as you experience these challenges and situations. And that action is what fuels your confidence. So if you want confidence, you need to take action, pick a goal, take action, allow yourself to fail or succeed, learn from it, and repeat. And before I end this, I just want to say one more thing. Lack of self-confidence comes from the false belief that you don't have enough of something. Whether it's emotional validation, uh, maybe it's material things, maybe it's money, maybe it's love. So by acknowledging and appreciating what you do have in gratitude, you are able to combat that feeling of being incomplete incomplete in your human experience. So once you realize your inner power, you're going to understand that everything you need, everything 
You need to be happy, to feel confident, to love yourself. It's already in you. You don't have to look outside of yourself. Okay? And it's so important, my friends, for you to take five to ten minutes out every morning before you start your day to whether it's praying or meditating, to making a gratitude list. Write down all of the things you are thankful for in your life. Your family, your partner, your children, your friends, your new job, your health, your car, gas in your car, food on your table. It doesn't matter how simple the thing is. It's such a simple but powerful practice and it's going to put you in a more positive and more empowering frame of mind. Now, these practices, even if they seem silly to you, even if they seem useless, do them as if your life depended on them because it does. Your mental health is so important. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for investing in yourself. Keep growing, my love. so much for hanging out with me today and please feel free to leave me your feedback or questions and if you want to subscribe email me at support at selfmasterywithariana.com I will catch you on the next one have a good week <music>